Who wants, Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now, it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Java Chat. And, uh, today, <clears throat> I have a special guest out of a slightly different realm than entrepreneurship, uh, who happens to be a real good friend of mine. I said, hey, you should come on a Java Chat. We should have a chat. He's like, sure, why not? He is the CFO. Uh, of one of the credit unions here in Nevada. Um, but he's also, actually, I have to correct myself. He is kind of an entrepreneur because he started a chamber of commerce, which is, I mean, you know, not most people would wake up in the morning and go, you know, I think I'm gonna start me a chamber of commerce just for, you know, to see how that works. Not only did he launch it, but he's already let it go. In other words, he's already been through the cycle of, of entrepreneurship just with that mentor. Uh, so I said, yeah, man, Come on over and let's let's hang out and let's have a cup of coffee. So let me introduce you to Mr. Ray Wilson. Ray, thank you for coming on Java Chat and hanging out with me. Great, great. Thank you, Michael. Good morning, happy Friday, and uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate the uh, the invite. And uh, yes, I uh, I'm uh, ready to go. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what we usually do, and everybody knows this format, is we usually uh, find out where you're from. You know, who are you? What have you done? Where have you been? And all that kind of stuff. So. Um, you're not originally from Las Vegas. You are actually originally from, I believe, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. Is that where this is going to sound really strange. Is that where the, uh, the Drew Carey show came from originally? Yes. Drew Carey, uh, proud of Cleveland. Yeah. And, and great dude, by the way, um, a friend of mine ran into him at the bar and they, they ended up hanging out and having drinks and stuff. Um, and I used to love watching his show. His show was, was awesome. Uh, tell me what it was like, man. We growing up in Cleveland. What you know? How did how did you? What led you into to to being the analytical numbers guy that you are? Sure, sure. Uh, and that's a great start, uh, Michael. Again, a great shout out to Cleveland. I love Cleveland. It's Cleveland's who I am. It's my DNA. Um, you know, Las Vegas, as you know, is home. I love Las Vegas, uh, but my core values, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I raved about Cleveland, also rant about Cleveland. <laughs> I'm a big sports fan, uh, as you know, and so uh, followed. Hey, you know, the, the, the Browns have gotten a lot better over the last couple of years. Yes. i got to tell you, they've yes. really stepped up and, and started playing better. And, of course, the sister city is in the Super Bowl this year. So Yes, that's Cincinnati. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, so being, being uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, um, love our city. Uh, I love that work ethic. I love that nitty-gritty. Uh, that strong core values, the blue collar, all that uh, oh, yeah. move nice. and so forth. And, um, you know, it's uh, Cleveland um, in terms of outside of the weather, which right now I believe my brother just sent me a note, uh, four feet, five feet of snow uh, right now. Oh. Seven degree weather here. My <laughs> gosh, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, um, but in terms of the analytics, I, I guess it even goes back to um, high school. You know, proud of Lakewood High School, uh, go Rangers, and uh, you know taking some accounting classes in there, and I realized you know I really have a good, strong aptitude for numbers, 
Um, I always enjoyed that, uh, you know, working and starting, uh, you know, doing the, of course, uh, at that time I was an abacus. <laughs> we, we don't have the uh, Excel spreadsheets and so forth. And, yeah. uh, you know, went to Cleveland State University, go Vikings. Uh, I was a uh, undergrad double major actually in finance and business economics. And then uh, went to, got my master's uh, in accounting and IT. And it's just kind of numbers always just, you know. Uh, oh, time out. Did you say accounting and IT information? Yes. Yeah. Or man technically management information systems. And, yeah, uh, but still, that's, I yeah. mean, they're complete. I didn't know you had that. Yes, I have, yeah, I have my master's. Uh, actually, at this is a master of accountancy and financial information systems. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that still, I mean, that's accounting and IT are, are essentially separate, even though they, they cross over like True. that. But True. I just, I never knew you had that. And that's, that means, that means we can nerd out on some computer stuff. So we're going to have to do that sometime too. That's right. That's right. That's why we're having coffee. That's how yeah, Well, yeah, well, you, you, well, we got plenty of stuff to talk about just this round. I'm yeah, sure we, won't, no, we might have to do a second round. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm all, I'm all for that, Michael. So, um, you know, it's interesting when I think about uh, IS at the time, remember uh, Fortran, Cobalt, mm -hmm. uh, those languages. Oh, yeah, Cobalt. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, with the accounting, and I guess, you know, it's interesting uh, when I came out of, uh, uh, college, I was actually in manufacturing, Michael, believe it or not, really? uh, uh, in the early 80s. And so, uh, you know, I came through uh, from manufacturing. I came to a point in my career uh, in the late 80s to, uh, okay, if I wanted to be a CFO, one, I wanted to get some SEC, uh, Security Exchange Commission, which is your oh, yeah. public accounting financial reporting yep. uh, experience. Two, I wanted to get some cash management, uh, treasury uh, experience. And then thirdly, I wanted to uh, get experience where, you know, from a, a global uh, organization where I could uh, certainly progress throughout the organization. And it just so happened that one of the larger banks headquartered in Cleveland at the time uh, offered me an opportunity uh, to uh, run one of their uh, asset liability management uh, departments there. And uh, it's interesting. So, I, I, you know, I'm a banker, but I never really thought of myself as a banker. You know, today uh, I see myself really and really for the years past more of a financial accounting advisor uh, is the way I look at it. You know, where work with folks and uh, in this case work with a company to provide, you know, certainly the, uh, the analytics, the strategic, you know, in terms of as we create the vision uh for this organization as well as organizations of the past and you know competitively and how we uh deliver our product our delivery channels to uh our product and services to our members and so uh i've always that's how i always seen myself as uh you know versus just the being a banker per se you now again you, I, had, you, you had that moment of of that's that's interesting you you early on already recognized a need for a strategy in order to be able to hit already the different levels before you could ever make it to CFO. What was that? Was that in college that you had already done that? Or were you already thinking of that before? Uh, it was actually um, right after I got out of grad school. Um, okay. State University. Uh, I realized that, you know, uh, you know, strategically, when you look at the uh, success 
or lack of success for companies, it really rests in terms of that strategic vision. And you can't rest on your laurels. You've got to continually uh, look at how do we how do we become better? How do we um, because your uh, consumer market is always changing. Oh, you've yeah. got to you've got to identify uh, trends, influences, and I just see it all the time. And and so you have to morph yourself. If you don't, you know, change, you know, and we've talked about you know companies that you know what you know we grew up with, Michael, that you know were you know the the stalwarts, uh, and all of a sudden. They're no longer, and it's interesting. And you know, you know, things that you just took for granted. Now you you got, especially in the financial services industry, fintech, financial technology companies. You've got to you've got to continually keep abreast of what's happening. Um, Otherwise, somebody will have your lunch. And yeah, it's interesting. You're starting to sound more like a CMO and a CEO than a CFO. Just just saying. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good to hear because and and I I know a couple of other CFOs and they they are starting to sound like this, too. Um, Not that it's not something that CFOs don't do. They're always a part of, you know, hey, how's our strategy doing? What are we doing? Because here's what I'm seeing in the numbers. Here's some of the trends. Here's some of the here's some of the upwards and the downwards of what I see that's happening in the marketplace. And of course, you know, the other, some of the, sometimes the other C-levels are like, I'm doing my job. And it's like, well, you know, we're, we're trying to profit a company here. Mm-hmm. Um, being, becoming that consultant uh, in the position that you're in now, um, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing that lead to some of the successes that you guys are hitting? Yeah, well, certainly, you know, what we see, you know, and certainly in the trends, you know, uh, in banking. Uh, banking, uh, you know, we grew up with uh, banks, credit unions. Uh, yeah. Now, you know, Michael, your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, well, hey, I just opened up my first bank account. Well, it's, wow, where did you, hometown community bank? No, uh, mom, dad, I opened it up with a uh, online um, with a an Amazon or Google type company, it's like wow, you know. And so you're seeing so much uh, of that activity, which is good. I, you know, I've always said before, you know, um, that's the, uh, you know, those are the things that you have those options. You know, people will ask me, Michael, um, Ray, what keeps you up at night? You know, um, and that's the fact that I wake up in the morning, and I'm no longer relevant. Okay, I'm now irrelevant. Why? Well, you know, Ray, your organization can't fulfill the needs and do, don't deliver the practice services that I'm looking for. I'm an online, virtual uh, type uh, Gen Zer, millennial, whomever, and I'm able to go two in the morning, apply for a mortgage, and get you know within seconds. Oh yeah, that's so, yeah, and, and so that's great. That's that's technology. That's change. We all deserve it. You know, we all, uh, if I can't deliver what you need, Michael, you have options, you know? And so that's the, and so you got to continue to think about the trends, the influencers, what's happening out there because it's, it's, it's things are changing, you know? Uh, and so you've got to have that ability to be agile, be, uh, accountable, be able to move, um, and uh, and then surround yourself with folks, you know, in terms of being, I always like to hire people that are smarter than me because those are the people that, you know, you, you, know, you rise uh, to that level to be able to, uh, you know, work 
collaborate. And certainly here at the executive team, we work together. So while I'm the CFO, you know, we're really in a collaborative fashion, you know, executive consultants as we deliver to what our members here at the credit union, you know, need and so forth. So we're always thinking, always thinking, what if, what's next and so forth. Before this and before the chamber, um, there's there was obviously a progression as you started working. So you, you were talking earlier about you were in manufacturing, you started looking at, hey, I need to get to the deal. You got to the first bank. What were some of the things that you had to evolve mm -hmm. in order to be able to make it to where you're at today? Sure. Well, certainly, um, and you're gonna, you're gonna find it surprising, you know, back in the early 80s, uh, grad school, uh, accounting, I was really just your basic quiet, bookworm, uh, nerdy type guy. You know? the, typical, the typical socially awkward dude, which yes, you are I, not I, by I, any stretch, socially awkward. Yes. I'll, and, I'll tell you guys more about that here in a minute, but. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll never forget, um, I was uh, relocated down to Southern Ohio, uh, down Southeastern. And uh, I'll never forget the, uh, I was brought in as a CFO for Community Hometown Bank that had been around, uh, well over 100 years. And I remember having a conversation with the CEO and he indicated, you know, Ray, uh, you're the number two person in this organization. Um, you are a brand ambassador. Uh, you will get out there in the community. He was a, a Paul Harris fellow, part of the Rotarian group. And, um, uh, you know, as soon as I said, okay, you know, uh, this is something new to me because I was not used to going and quote, business networking. You know, when you said network, I thought of IT, you know, connectivity. Um, and then I realized, you know, going to some of the chamber events and going to uh, charity events. And I realized that that goes to the territory, Mike, you know, as a senior level executive, it's just expected. It just, it goes with territory and you, 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 you've got to change. You've got to. And so I just, it just, it was one of those, uh, I don't know, hidden, um, uh, talents that I had that I realized, Hey, you know, I kind of like this, you know? And so, uh, and so that's, that was really the start. I don't know if you get that was 1992. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I just realized that, yeah, I kind of like this stuff. You know, I kind of like, you know, speak with people, um, love to chat, also love to listen. And, uh, you know, and, and I realized, you know, getting, getting your message across, having that communication and that dialogue, you know, is so critical. And so you now took me over, you know, away from uh, a, just a regular cubicle, you know, I feel like what was that uh, TV series, The Office, you know, and all of a sudden you're, you're out there. You're, uh, because folks then look to you, whether you like it or not, as a so-called expert. And you got to know what the, you know, the heck you're talking about. And, you know, people look to you that, you know, they don't know your background other than they know that you're the senior vice president, CFO, chief financial officer, a controller, a treasurer. And so that's the expectation. And uh, so I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy it, you know, uh, certainly here in the community, Las Vegas, uh, I like getting out there. I'm not a spectator, as you know. I got to tell you. First time I met you, you were yeah, at the time you were with Toyota uh, Financial Bank. Great. And uh, everybody said, hey, you got to go meet Ray Wilson. And, and of course, you know, 
I'm just digging in going, sure, who's Ray Wilson? He's like, ah, he's, you're going to like him. You're going to like his personality. He's such a cool dude. I'm like, I like cool people. Where is he? And the first time we met, it, your, your presence alone was so warm and welcoming. I was like, Make this is going to be a friend. This is not just going to be a colleague or some, some business connection. This guy's freaking cool. And, and I remember your, your greeting. Hey, Ray Wilson, how are you? Welcome. And, and, and it was, that was the, the big word was welcome all the time. That's what caught me was like, this is ingrained in this man. This is not just, this is not some manufactured thing that he does. This is who he is. He is welcoming and he wants to know who you are. Yes. And, and in business networking for anybody that, you know, um, I follow and, and I'm friends with Joe Affelbaum on, on LinkedIn, who does a ton of networking on LinkedIn and off, uh, offline as well. But he's, he's a lot like you. He, he is a lot like you in your history too, was very quiet, very reserved, didn't really want to put himself out there, was very, you know, he wasn't confident in who he was. Now he's freaking everywhere, which is wonderful. And it's the same story as you. It's, it's if you're going to go out and be a business networker, you have to get past your own blocks, whatever yes. they are. You have to get past your own insecurities. One of the things that I learned as I was learning how to network was nobody cares. Your job is to make them care. It's not about your looks. It's not about your voice. It's not about, well, there are some things that you do need to take care of, you know, personal hygiene and things like that. But for the most part, nobody cares. <laughs> and as long as you, as long as you approach somebody with the same mentality of, I just want to know who you are. Yes. Who are you? What do you do? Give me some background. Let's have a, a chat. Yes. You know. A lot of a lot of the older networkers used to say, "Well, make sure you have your elevator pitch and all that kind of stuff." And and I learned over time with certain master networkers. Um, I in fact I got one of these um, when somebody says, "Well, what do you do?" Like as little as possible, and they look up and they're like, "Okay, I wasn't expecting that," or "Oh, that you know, okay, yeah, I think a lot of us try to do that." It's like, yeah, either that or try to get people to invite me over for dinner. Sure, and that just completely breaks their cycle and they don't know what to do and i'm like, I'm like <clears throat> it's just a simple thing if i don't if i don't get to know you what am i supposed to do how do i support you right i agree so it's that's cool man that's the if anybody ever gets to meet ray out in public the things that i've said will come in loud and clear because he's just that kind of a guy mm -hmm. um Maybe it is a gift that's been hidden for years that you brought out back after that um, when you got to that that little bank there. Uh, but I can tell you guys from personal experience, he's one of the guys that if I see a networking event, one of the first questions out of my mouth is, where's Ray? Where's the boys? Because it's, it, it's usually, Ray's usually there and then the boys, I'm talking about Rich Shaw and, and, and all, the other, all the other guys, Mike Sassar and all those guys. But it, these are the people that, that, tend to be at most networking events and are the guys that you want to at least get to and say hello and know that they're there. They give you energy to get charged up, especially after a long day. I mean, come on, you work a long day. I work a long day. We get to a networking event. We're like, oh, do I just give me a nice tea. Give me a coffee. <laughs> but, but you see somebody like Ray's like, yes, Ray's here. Good. Like, How you doing, Ray? How you been? <laughs> agree. Agree. Uh, 
cool. Uh, guys, we're going to take a short pause, 30 seconds. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more um, about the things that motivated and kept, you know, think, kept Ray moving in the right direction, um, his evolution, and, and so on and so forth. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. And we're back here at Java Chat, hanging out with Ray Wilson, uh, CFO. And we were, uh, we, were chatting, we were chatting on break, talk a little bit about some of the, uh, some of the things that motivate and inspire us. And, and a lot of people, when they're going through, um, even when they're going through their education stages, you know, it, there's, there's, some, there's some points in time where you sit there and you go, oh, this is really going to work out. Um, and then we come across a teacher, a professor that, you know, is like, hey, listen, you can do this. Um, who are some of the influences in your life that um, either inspired you or kept you moving? And, and how did they do that? Sure. Great question, Mike. Um, well, first of all, I certainly uh, always will be indebted uh, to both my parents. Uh, mm. um, sure. Yeah. My father... Uh, was an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur. Um, really? Yes. Uh, he was actually in insurance, uh, ran his own uh, insurance agency. Uh, and, you know, when you look at it, because, you know, for the mo uh, for a long number of years, I've been a corporate guy, you know, so yeah. you have two distinct, as you know, uh, uh, disciplines. And so oh, yeah. certainly both my father and mother were uh, great, strong influence, especially in education. You know, uh, so when I graduated from high school, um, you know, there was the, the option was the only option was college, you know, going yeah. to college. Yeah, was, uh, you know, son, you want to get, uh, go to college, get your degree, get something that you truly love, that you enjoy and become a master at it, you know, and also uh, be in a position to help people, work with people. And so that was my... Uh, Obviously, my first uh, and you know forever uh, primary uh, influencer, um, and then throughout my career, I've had uh, several mentors that uh, kind of take me under their wings and you know kind of uh, work with and talk about how you handle you know people day to day you know people that really want to see you succeed you know and I, and I, I tell you that's one thing that's kind of uh, resonates with myself, Michael, in terms of working with individuals to uh, help them uh, be successful and progress. And so I wish we had, you know, I look at each of us as, you know, we've been blessed with skill sets. Yeah. And I think it's incumbent <clears throat> upon each of us to be able to help those, especially those that are uh, less fortunate, to be able to help because we all, we all, we're all great people. We all have skills. We all have the ability. And sometimes it takes, you know, uh, a, pers uh, a person, persons to be able to uh, help uh, pull that out and be able to uh, uh, develop and be, you know, be successful. And so, uh, you know. Tell me more about that CEO that basically got you to come out of your shell. What was he like? Because he sounds like he was a bit of a, a motivator for you. At least, at least to pull out the the other side of you that had been hiding this whole time. Yes. So I think you know the, the you know folks identified that I always wanted to go that extra step. You know, I never just wanted to just you know finish what I'm doing. I always looking at what else, what uh, you know, what I'm doing. How does that? Uh, how can I apply that to folks within the organization, to our uh, customers, 
and being able to, again, and we'll talk about community because I'm very, very big on community support, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know I, I talk about um, community give back. Uh, I talk about our corporate social responsibility, uh, not only uh, as an individual, uh, but also as an organization. And so, and that's really been, geez, uh, the last 20 years that I've really been big on that and getting involved. Hence, uh, one of the reasons why I created the Las Vegas Health and Fitness Chamber of Commerce is to be able to drive that, you know, Las Vegas, you know, how do we make this, you know, from a health and wellness uh, mecca coming from Cleveland, certainly, uh, you know, f uh, familiar obviously with the Cleveland Clinic, you know, yep. now we have one here in, uh, yep. in, here in, in uh, Las Vegas. And so, you know, it, it was really, I think, you know, seeing, you know, for those folks and my mentors that saw, you know, that, hey, I want to learn. I have, you know, I have a thirst and hunger for learning. I always want to keep learning. What, and hence one of the reasons why I go to a lot of the events here is to learn and listen because we all have talents, Michael, as you know. And it's interesting to hear um, and say, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's something that, I was not aware of, or hmm, let me think about that. You know, how can I apply that to myself to help others? And so that, uh, you know, it, I, I love that. I love education. I love training. I love teaching. Um, Simon Sinek, you know, the why. Understanding the why. What, why are we here? What, what's, what's your why? You know, and, um, you know, the, we, you know, I wake up every morning with a purpose, you know, I wanted to, you know, I want to do something today that's better than I did yesterday that was better than the day before. And I, I enjoy that, you know, uh, uh, you know, I like that. I don't want to be boring. I don't want to be dull. I want to be able to, um, every day is a, uh, uh, you know, a, a gift from the Lord, you know, that, Hey, you know, I'm here, you know, and, uh, darn it. I'm going to enjoy it, and uh, I want to help those that, that I can. And uh, so I, I like to listen. I like to read. I'm always, you know, you have to, you got to continue. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you, you just, you get stale. You get boring. You get dull. And so. Did, did I hear you just say you like to read? Yes. Yeah. What, what kind of things do you like to read? Uh, good to Great. Uh, Jim Collins, uh, yeah, love that book. I, I, you know, I love reading any, you put it in front of me, you know, I love to read. The challenge though, with, from a timing standpoint. Yeah, I was going to say. Hard, you know, it, 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 it's, it's hard, but uh, I, 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 I kind of, I like, I, I don't sit still. I'm always moving, you know, and as you know, I like, uh, I like, I, I like, getting out there i like to hear I, I, I just for those of you that didn't that didn't see it because you're not you're listening on a podcast i kind of just rolled my eyes because this is typical of ray when he's when he's at an even at a networking event he'll he'll spend a little time in one spot and he'll move he'll just spend a little yeah. time in one spot and he'll move and then people try and corner him and he excuses himself he, he knows how to get out of those circles which is something that we teach in business etiquette and and he's 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 very proficient at it, and he does it so politely. You look at him, you just go, "God, this guy's just really good." It's fun. <laughs> it's it's fun to watch, dude. I I, I literally I, I don't know if you see it, but every once in a while I'm looking. Okay, where did he go now? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, but, that's true. It, yeah, yeah. You you. It's interesting. Um, a lot of the CFOs that I know, uh, and I don't know a ton, but I know a few. They're yeah. not they're not as high energy as you are. You you're definitely a different cut in that realm um 
they're they're a lot more and you're mellow to it in in your own way but like when you're out in the community man you're out there you're out there you're getting after it you're you're being present and you're listening and you're talking and it, you just don't always see that maybe i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe they're being just calm and quiet too until they get out of the community but usually when i when i'm talking with them they're pretty they're pretty mellow dudes some kind of some of them yeah. kind of stoic and if i'm wrong and you're a cfo get at me i'll bring you on here too and we'll, we'll chat more about that as well but um the i think one of the one of the cool things about and and at the same time sorry i have a book for you remind me um it's a book from marty strong you'll you'll enjoy reading that one um it's not a very big book but it's it's a book called be nimble which is kind of what you were talking about earlier uh with regards to you know how do we improve how do we how do we stay ahead of things so that we can take care of our clients etc cetera, etc cetera. um i think you'll enjoy that one when you look at <clears throat> when you look at um when you look at your market today um, with what you're dealing with and who you serve and so on and so forth, what are some of the inspiring things that your own customers and clients uh, give you as far as inspiration or, or as far as ideas or things like that? Because I know there's always the marketing thing going on, but when you have interactions with them, what are some of the things that, you know, yeah, I'm on the right path? Sure, sure. Uh, two words, Michael, financial literacy. <laughs> that is huge my friend uh, yes insanely you know it's interesting because i think certainly back when you and i were in the uh, uh education system you know high school uh junior high so forth you know talking about you know financial literacy compared to what's uh offered today or in a lot of cases not offered and so uh Bill. i think sometimes the focus is really uh, you know the proficiency uh graduation and you know you talk about things that you know savings budgeting um uh how to write a check you know things that you know quite frankly i just energy credit which no, I, nobody ever taught uh, us we were thank kids. you understanding credit using credit cards debit cards and so I really enjoy and appreciate uh, the fact that when I get out and have the opportunity to speak to teachers, uh, speak to students, uh, and to see the light bulb uh, pop on, you know, like, wow, you know, and, and uh, I, I love that. I love, I love teaching. I love, uh, I, th I think that if I had not gone the route that I have, I would have been a professor uh, at a university. It's probably the path I would have gone. I guarantee it would have been one of the most fun classes. And if I was home, <laughs> I probably would have signed up for it. I'll yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. And so financial literacy. And so I love, I love, you know, I love being able to teach, uh, you know, people about financial literacy, the basic, the, the basic. Yeah. Of Just the basics literacy. are, are, are insanely like <laughs> the generations have to teach themselves right now. And that's really sad. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, from, from yours and mine's down to the new zgens um the only difference is we had to get it out of a freaking encyclopedia or from somebody else in the industry yeah. these kids cannot pick it up on google and youtube mm -hmm. um and even then they're not because there's still a whole bunch of them out there making a lot of money and spending it like sailors and it's like what are you doing uh classic example check he shares this story. He shared this story in a couple of interviews where 
you know, he was a brand new basketball player and he's, all of a sudden he's making millions, right? So he went down to Mercedes dealership, bought himself a nice black Mercedes, drove it home and dad saw the Mercedes and says, what about mine? And Shaq goes, you know what? You're right. It wasn't for you. I would have never started playing basketball. I wouldn't be where I'm at. Let's go. So they went back down. $100,000, $120,000, you know, Mercedes. So they went back down to the dealership. They bought him one. They brought his car home. The mom looks up and goes, what about mine? Let's go. Three Mercedes in one day, over $300,000. And this is back in the 90s, you know, when he first started. And somebody from the from uh, financial planning got a hold of him and said, hey, I want to talk to you. Since uh, you're a very promising athlete, <clears throat> you're going to be making a lot of money. I'm going to manage that for you. Like literally just like told him, you, do you realize what happens to most sports players after they retire? They die broke. <clears throat> he says, I want, I want to manage your money. And I want to show you how this works. And I got took Shaq under his wing. And now look, Shaq could lose one business and not slightly be affected because of how many, how many businesses he started, owns, and has shares in. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he knows how to manage his money. And what was even funnier was recently he said, if my boys think they get into any of this, they have the damn minds. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to go and earn their own. Correct. And I, and I thought about that. And I was like, you know, he's probably already teaching them what he learned. So that statement in and of itself is not unfair. That statement is they can do it just like I did it. I'm passing on what my mentor gave me. And as a thought, I don't know if you're doing classes, but I think there's a way we can get you doing this at UNLV because I'm going to be talking with their board of advisors. And I know you're connected in there someplace. So it might be something to think about. Sure. Um, That would be huge yes so yeah um, when it when it comes to when it comes to things like in the educational realm what kinds of things do you think are the most important for people that are entrepreneurs what kinds of what kinds of um you know you know people talk about kpis all the time and all this kind of stuff but what do you think are the are the most important things that they should pay attention to when it comes to business finance sure well certainly uh cash flow yeah cash is king uh, and so really putting a system in a place that, you know, and, you know, as you know, I, I meet a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, so, and so, you know, typically the, you know, the, what they're looking to do and what they want to do, uh, certainly great. Obviously they're very passionate, uh, about what to do, but surround yourself with people, uh, that can help you. Uh, provide that support, especially in those areas that uh, you may not have these strengths, you know, whether it be, you know, finance, accounting, marketing, human resource, um, you know, product management. Um, you've got to, you have to do what you do best. And that's why you are who you are and where you're at. But uh, surround yourself with, again, people smarter than you, being able to delegate, but also hold people accountable. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I see, you know, the, the, the challenge you, you, where you've got a very passionate entrepreneur, very, uh, has uh, a product or a product skill service that they want to uh, deliver to the community. It's more efficient, more effective, but it's just them. And then, you know, they don't have, you know, the, the human resources, the people that can help them, you know, 
um, to really be able to deliver and so forth. So, you know, you know, getting yourself surrounded with the right people, the resources out there. You, so you've got to continually look at what's out there, Michael, for resources, you know, with the entrepreneur. So being able to tap into, um, you know, that uh, the, re the, the resources that are available and getting people that, you know, as we talk, you know, oh, wow, here's something that I need to think about that I can uh, tap into. Who do I need to speak to? Who do I need to contact? And so uh, those are the things I think as an entrepreneur, being able to, uh, you know, be uh, cognizant of your surroundings and being able to uh, work and collaborate and have people, it, it, it takes a village, as you know, to raise a child. And it's so critical to, uh, as an entrepreneur, because you're passionate about what you do. That's why you're uh, got, have gone that gone down that entrepreneurial path. And you want to be able to share that and be able to deliver to, to the marketplace a smarter mousetrap, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, you've got to have... Uh, um, you got to have the resources uh, internally, being able to trust and depend on folks that uh, can help lift you and get uh, uh, get there. I think have I, I think a, a, a good portion of that time, a lot of entrepreneurs unfortunately learn the hard way that, um, and and I've had this in previous interviews too, where it's like I thought I had the right partner because this guy's truly brilliant, but he didn't want to do any work. Mm -hmm. Or I thought I had, actually, I just saw this on LinkedIn too. Uh, guy seemed like he fit into the community, didn't really have the qualifications, but we decided to give him a chance anyway. Guy's been promoted twice within, within the last six months. Mm -hmm. You never know. Correct. So you have to create a good vetting process, you know, to, to know who you're dealing with and who's mm -hmm. potentially even being given uh, a partnership, an equ uh, equity position or a, <clears throat> or a job. And which one to offer, uh, being able to tell the difference. Like you said, surrounding yourself with really intelligent people, that's one thing. But what capacity are they going to be serving in? Because as a partner, you're expecting them to be, you're expecting them to be on the clock pretty much 24-7, just like you. You know, if they're an employee, you know, they get a nine to five or whatever the hours is that you agree to. Um, and, and there are benefits and, and drawbacks on both. Mm -hmm. in, the, in the financial picture of things, you know, all of that shows up on the on the balance sheet. You know, if it's a partner, <clears throat> they might be taking a salary or they might just be taking an owner draw every once in a while because they have their own stuff. Well, that shows up on the sheet. An employee definitely shows up on the sheet and that's a consistent um, expense. Right. Because that's something that has to be, yeah, I have to get back into my own head to remember all the right terms. That I, <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. a cost. No, it's an expense. We have to call it an expense. Um, <laughs> When, when somebody's looking at, um, let me see how I can do this. What are some of the best examples that you've seen of a, you know, an entrepreneur that's doing it right, managing cash flow properly? Um, and what did you see that was, that was so, what elements do you think were the most relevant to why that success was happening? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, great question, uh, Michael. You know, yeah. Again, as you know, being on the networking circuit, you know, I run into, as you know, uh, primarily entrepreneurs. And, uh, you know, I, I think when, you know, they've got, especially if it's a VC, venture capital funded company, uh, PE, private equity. Um, also, they've been involved with M&A, merger and acquisition. 
And I think, you know, certainly looking where I've spoke with people to understand their why and what they're doing, uh, being able to uh, be able to effectively work with people, work with, uh, collaborate. Um, and I think certainly I see uh, that ability to uh, deliver uh, on that. Uh, you know, the, uh, again, you know, from a cash flow standpoint, being able to ensure cash flow, you do, you do a, a mezzanine uh, fundraising, seed money and so forth, and being able to tap in to those resources. So it's that ability to get one, get your message and influence and speak with people and help me help you in terms of understanding what I'm doing so that you've got, as a potential investor, uh, Michael, have that, okay, yeah, I, I get this. I see this. Uh, here's what uh, the expectation is. And because you have, you've got it. Otherwise, you know, uh, you can only tap your family so much. <laughs> you can only tap your credit card so much, but you've got to be able to, um, and it takes time. You know, the, the challenge with entrepreneurs, including yours truly, is patience. You know, uh, it's like you want it and you, now and you wanted it yesterday. And so it's working, you know, it takes time, as you know, to, uh, to be delivered. So those are the things that I've seen certainly as I, you know, speak with uh, entrepreneurs here. You know, I'm telling you, Michael, Las Vegas, you know, we, of course, uh, always learn and know about Silicon Valley. But Las Vegas is becoming a mecca, a hotbed for uh, those uh, entrepreneurial uh, ideas, uh, those spirits. Uh, I love what I see. I love what I see here in this community in Las Vegas in terms of entrepreneurship and what's, uh, what is happening. So Las Vegas is, uh, is making some noise. Um, I always like to use the word disruptor. You know, in the fintech world, you know, a disruptor. And so I see Las Vegas. Uh, we've got some organizations that, you know, uh, you know, that uh, are, you know, big supporters. You've got the angel funds out there. Um, so uh, it's it happening. It's like uh, switching gears, just like healthcare. I see uh, this uh, Las Vegas is becoming uh, more and more prominent in the healthcare landscape. So, uh, yeah, it, it just, uh, I really working with entrepreneurs and talking with them and, you know, being able to see how they're able to work with the folks, being able to get that message across. That's really interesting. You started talking about investing because that's, that's one of the things I did want to touch on with you. And we'll do that in the next section. Sure. Uh, guys, we want to take one more 30 second break. When we come back, we'll chat a little bit more about Ray and what he likes to invest in and some of the things that he's doing as an angel coffee. investor. Yeah, coffee, coffee for sure. All right, guys, back in 30. Hey guys, back here, Java Chat. Wow, that was a nice deep breath. I'm feeling really good these days, that's cool. Um, but for those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm literally just coming off of an upper respiratory infection. I was down for two weeks and like for the last couple of weeks after that, I've been trying to rebuild my, my respiratory strength. And it's, that was a nice deep breath. That, that actually really felt good. Um, during the break, Ray and I started talking a little bit about, uh, cause you guys know this last section is usually the shameless promotion section, blah, blah, blah. Ray actually works with a, uh, with Silver State Credit Union. I did say the name correctly, correct? Silver State Schools Credit Union. Silver State Schools Credit Union. Um, and you would think that kind of limits membership. It doesn't, they're open to anybody. Uh, but one of the things that Ray and I had discussed, and, and we've been talking about entrepreneurship is that credit unions starting to get into um, business uh, business products. 
that hasn't been uh, a lot in, in credit unions. Most times credit unions just want to take care of their members and take care, you know, if you got a house, you want to get a car, blah, blah, blah. But now all of a sudden they're like looking at entrepreneurs and people that have businesses and going, hey, how can we help you as well? If you're a member of the credit union, there are these things called MBLs, um, which I'm going to let Ray explain a little bit more about um, one, what it stands for, uh, and then what it actually is as far as, as far as how that works. This is a shift in my head from what was to what's coming, like you were talking about. You have to be flexible and you have to be able to move along with what the market is asking for. So how did, how did Silver State Schools Credit Union catch on to that? And what are you guys doing? Sure, sure. Well, of course, last year we were uh, celebrating our 70th year anniversary. Wow. That's yeah. Nice. 70 nice. years, yes. And, uh, and you know, when we talk about MBL, member business lending, so in the banking world, we call it uh, commercial lending. Right. Uh, we call uh, our customers in banking in the credit union space, member business lending, or our members. And so, um, and a big difference, you know, you know, in terms of the banking versus uh, credit unions, uh, the whole uh, the mission, the vernacular uh, was used. And we've got some great, great credit unions, Michael, here in the Valley. Um, you know, it's, uh, and it's interesting, nationally, there's about 5,200 banks uh, and approximately that same number of credit unions. So, really? oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's both numbers for both banks and credit unions have come down significantly. Uh, over the past, what, 40 years, you know, uh, merger and acquisitions, typically uh, consolidations and so forth. And then they took, uh, the, they took the regional limits off of the bigger banks and allowed them to go play in everybody else's backyard. Definitely. Yeah, we had the big uh, liquidity crisis, as you know, the global liquidity crisis back in 08, yep. 09, yep. Really, yep. uh, shook things up in that. So, uh, but uh, as I mentioned, like we were talking about during the break, you know, I love, uh, uh, the credit union space. I love what we do, uh, our core values, uh, the work ethic and what we're able to deliver, but also being agile to listen to what our members uh, are asking for, as well as looking at what's happening, the trends around us, you know, and that's, a, that's, that's so key because as I talked uh, before, relevancy, staying relevant, staying, you know, because people, again, Folks have choices they can make, and that's great. You know, you, we all have choices, and we should have choices. Um, and so being able to deliver uh, a product or service uh, and being able to be more effective, more efficient, uh, more economically to, uh, to deliver. And so that's, you know, our hallmark is the, uh, that excellent member service that we provide each and every transaction. So... And you, what, what kind of what kind of uh, MBLs do you guys have at present that, let's say, somebody that's a startup could could possibly get access to? Sure. So, uh, in terms of uh, MBL, certainly we have you know obviously requirements in, sort of, in terms of you know uh, you know having uh, been in business uh, for the past two years, being able to show you know uh, financial statements. You know, again, just like any other credit union uh, and bank, in terms of looking at the, the underwriting process, uh, but also having that friendly voice to be able to have uh, that conversation, to be able to uh, help uh, those, especially that are starting off, to be able to uh, 
you know, work with, listen, and understand. And you've got a lot of resources, uh, even uh, beyond the credit union and uh, the banking space in terms of the SBA, you know, Small Business Administration. There's a lot of resources. And that's where I would always encourage, you know, look at all the resources uh, that are available to you uh, and then listen, learn, understand, and educate yourself to be able to see you know, what's out there. I think sometimes we get, uh, uh, you know, get tunnel vision and we don't look outside uh, the blinders to be able to see what's out there because there, there is a ton of resources uh, that are helpful and in a lot of cases, uh, no cost. And so being able to get that, you know, and, and I think it really help. You got scored, uh, service corps, oh, yeah. engineers. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, it's just a, just a lot of good information out there. And so I would always encourage any startup business, small business to, you know, have you been able to utilize those resources and be able to uh, uh, learn and educate, you know, because again, as an entrepreneur, you've got an idea, you've got a service that you're really excited about, you know, and so, you know, as, as far as the, uh, you know, SCORE, SBA are two prominent organizations, you know, the, uh, uh, retired executives and I've uh, that's actually an organization that I certainly like to uh, get involved with after I after I've uh, retired on and so forth uh, good bunch of guys really good bunch of guys met a few of them definitely guys that have been there done that um, <clears throat> here's one I know I'm probably going to get asked uh, one of these days as an entrepreneur when you're looking at finding lending uh, for your business what can one expect like because you just mentioned you know make sure you got good financials what can somebody expect to be approved for as a ratio you know because there's 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 the ratio some companies like you got to make uh thirty thousand to get ten thousand you got to make hundred thousand to get ten thousand whatever that is what can it on an average a business expect um that they need to make in order to have a successful consideration for financing of any kind Sure, sure. Very good question, uh, Michael. Certainly, obviously, a profitable uh, oh, yeah. you know, organization, two years uh, running. You know, you look at your debt service ratio. So you look at your uh, loan covenants, you know, basically your uh, items that are spelled out that, you know, you will meet in terms of debt service, uh, cash flow ratios, uh, looking at profitability, return on equity, uh, return on investment. And so those are, those are some key indicators uh, that... Uh, you know, uh, credit unions and banks, you know, from a commercial member of business lending look at to be able to uh, see where where the organization is going, what it's looking to do, uh, a business plan. Please, please, please have a business plan. Um, you know, a lot of times it's up here, but, you know, get a, uh, get a plan, uh, work with a outside accountant, you know, to be able to help you uh, put the pro formas, uh, numbers together, develop a business plan to be able to, uh, that's your message. That's your, you know, your document to be able to, uh, present to a bank or a credit union. Um, so those are the things that, uh, you know, you look at, you know, in terms from a, uh, a lending, uh, among other things, but those are, the, you know, certainly a primary factors. Um, and then the ratios that I've just described, you know, in terms of the, any, any kind of averages on the ratios that people should be looking for or that because you know i mean when they sit down with an accountant they're going to be like oh i don't know 
Is there is there any kind of like actual number that you can think of that people need to consider when it comes to debt ratio or when it comes to debt service versus you know profitability? Any, anything that you can? Yeah, you, know, you look at um, your current assets, current receivables, um, cash. Uh, let's say let's say that's twenty thousand a month. Mm -hmm. So two hundred forty thousand a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 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 that's they're a startup. This is what happens. Yep. Right? Um, and their debt service is probably somewhere around 40% of that. Mm -hmm. What can they, the rest of that is, is, is what would, what the banks or credit unions would basically base their, their assessment off of, correct? Sure. And, and that's not just the only, obviously. Uh, oh yeah, no, no. But I mean, I'm yeah. just, but, but and, and so when you look at that, um, you know, if you got a uh, five times, um, you know, uh, looking at, but I think the important thing is the pro forma, prospectively, you know, yeah. where, you, where you're looking at uh, not only, you know, you see what's happened in the past, you know, as a startup, you've got, you know, a couple of years of, uh, of losses, uh, typically, and then you see the, uh, uh, the trend here in the most recent two years in terms of, uh, from an income standpoint, but I think more importantly, prospectively, you know, what, in terms of looking at the use of funds, and, and, uh, and that's the other Big statement, uh, a source of uses of funds, cash flow statement uh, to be able to. It, it's and it's not only for you know a bank or credit union to look at, but also for you as an entrepreneur to know and understand. You got to you know you got the idea, but and again talking about surrounding yourself with people that you've got the resources, and in this case, getting a an accountant, a business plan advisor, being able to. Uh, have that conversation to be able to put something on paper to see kind of because it, it's uh, it can be quite revealing even though at times you may, you may not want to do one but you, you've got to develop a business plan you know because it's it's hard to be able to work you know when you've got you know there's not everything's up here and you need to get that on paper yeah no I, that's <clears throat> first couple of businesses i did that and that uh I did the, the, you know, it's all up here. We got it. It's all good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, no, we didn't have it. It wasn't all good. Um, since then, there have been businesses where we could, and there were some business, well, most businesses that I've had that we couldn't do it without a business. Plan. Sure. Um, and then, of course, it's a dynamic document anyway. It will always, it will always evolve. It, it will never be the same thing. Um, if you look at, uh, whose was it? Um, the original business plan. Well, the visual most of the big corporations that are out there now that came out of these small little towns, um, if you ever went to their original business plan, it looks nothing like what they are now. It's an absolute like shadow of whatever it was. Um, and this is just, this is why Ray's saying this, you know, have something that you can base a foundation off of that you can evolve from. If you don't even have that, you're not really, you're not really running a business. So that, that should be loud and clear. Um, where can people find you if they want to ask, you know, questions? Yeah, I know you're on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sure. Our website, uh, www.silverstatecu, all one word, silverstatecu.com. And uh, all of our, all the information and, and all that good uh, stuff, all can be found uh, certainly on their website. Uh, as you know, we're very prominent uh, in social media. Uh, social engagement, you have to be, you've got to be a player in yep. that space. Um, you know, that uh, uh, you got to have a good, clear uh, website, being able to be able to navigate 
uh, being able to find what you need, as well as being uh, out there. You know, nobody, uh, I should say nobody, um, in terms of the newspapers, you know, it's, it's um, you know, that print uh, on the newspapers, most people go online. I mean, we're online and even at times it's a challenge, you know, where people do all their bank online, you know, that we all grew up with the newspaper and branches, you know, uh, people going to the branch. And so, you know, again, we all have options. It, it, everything, you know, everything has a purpose, as you know, Michael, and everything has it, certainly its benefits. And, you know, heck, I even still go into the branches, you know, I, I like that, uh, as you know, that face-to-face, -face, you know, uh, I love the online when I need to. I also like to go into the branches and have that face-to-face -face conversation, you know, so that's, uh, I would encourage, you know, uh, folks to visit our website. And, you know, we've got, whether it be, you know, consumer lending, member business lending, uh, whether it's, you know, looking to a credit card, automobile, mortgage, uh, please visit our website. Sweet. Wonderful. Guys, as you know, the, the links to follow Ray will be below. I, I did a credit union site or his, uh, his LinkedIn, you know, feel free to connect with him. He's, he's very welcoming. He's very open about things. If you've got questions, he'll give you, he'll give you his honest advice. Sure. Uh, and to have a CFO that's just willing to do that is, is huge. Most of them don't have time. Uh, if you're watching, don't forget, there's a subscribe button down there and there's a bell next to that. Make sure you hit them both. One, you'll stay in touch with us. Two, we'll let you know when the next good interview like this comes up. Uh, if you're listening to us on any of the podcasting platforms, I used to say how many there are. There, there are too many now. Um, if you're listening to us on any of the podcast platforms, Make sure you subscribe, download, leave us a review, especially the guys on Apple. I know that we don't have a ton of them, but if you wouldn't mind, um, we would love to have your opinion. Whatever that opinion may be, we've got good ones, we've got bad ones. Like one, right now, I got one bad one, um, which was hilarious. I, and I, I, I'm very thankful for anybody saying anything. Um, and make sure of all of this, share this with somebody. You're gonna, you're gonna know somebody that you're gonna hear this and go, oh, um, they're going through this right now. Maybe they should listen to this stuff. And then that person can follow up with right later. Um, it's all about bringing you guys the It's about bringing you guys the information and insight to what goes on. Um, this one was a little more corporate view. Maybe next time, Ray, if we can get together again, we'll talk more on the uh, health and fitness chamber side of things and how that all evolved. Okay. Um, guys. We, we love you. We love the fact that you take the time to make the time to come and listen and watch, hang out with us, and have a cup of java. You know, it's 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 a group thing. So, um, but above all, make sure you love each other, take care of each other. We're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Remember, stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. Okay. Myself, Coffee with Mike and Ray Wilson. Ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.